I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. There's a big man alert. Big Scott's in the house today. Scott Abraham joins me. How are you, Scott? Good to have you. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Good to see you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you doing this today. Uh, When uh, Chase Young gives you that honorary big man title, you go for it. What's uh, he's a character, isn't he? Yeah, man. When uh, probably the rookie of the year gives you a nice little nickname, you just got to go with it. Big Scott, it is. And uh, obviously, he's uh, a tremendous player, becoming a leader uh, on the team, a captain now. So it's really been great to see him develop over the course of the year and have his voice heard in the, on the sideline and the huddle. Uh, he's the real deal, and uh, he's one of those franchise players that. That could turn around this franchise because of just the way he plays, the motor, the way he carries himself on and off the field. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, all the stuff from the Showtime uh, yeah. sideline stuff has been coming out and circulating. It feels like it's been a while since Washington's had one of these guys where the league is is pumping him up. Right, I saw he's the he- he's their new Twitter header, I think. And uh, it feels like a while since we've had one of those guys, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think back now, uh, Doug. Yeah, it has been a long time where, um, like you said, the league has embraced somebody on the Washington football team, probably RG3. I mean, right. he had a really – he had a good run um, there for probably a year and a half. And, uh, you know, the NFL really kind of embraced him and, and put him – on the stage and built him up. And, and I feel like this is a similar kind of path with Chase Young. Uh, that, that's, that, that's the one player that comes to mind to compare to Doug. Uh, it's probably RG3. And obviously, as you know, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a wild year for sure. If we started stacking the randomness, what, what would you say was the biggest takeaway from 2020 with this Washington football team? Uh, the peaks and valleys where there's um, – always a storyline. It is never boring, never, ever boring. It, there's always something new every week. It's, it's crazy from uh, Rivera's personal cancer fight to the quarterback competition switch uh, from, you know, going through Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, Haskins, again, cutting uh, Dwayne Haskins, then having a long losing streak, then having a long winning streak and now kind of fighting for their playoff life. Uh, it's kind of only fitting that it comes down to one game on Sunday. What has Ron said about this one game on Sunday? What's the key for the him? He, he, it's, it's been interesting how he's been spinning it to the media. He's like, you know, we're playing with house money. Uh, nobody expected us to be here. Uh, you guys didn't expect us to be here. Uh, so we're in a great position. Uh, we can play kind of free and loose. Um, and, you know, he even said, like, if we win, great. It's going to be a great uh, learning tool and developing tool if we lose. I'm not going to be disappointed because I think we're ahead of where I expected this team to be. And like I said, nobody thought we would be here. So um, we're playing with house money and he used house money a couple of times. So I found that interesting. Yeah. Also, I think I saw him say you either win or you learn. I thought that was an interesting quote by the coach. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't think it's the, he doesn't think it's the end of the world 
if they don't win on Sunday um, because you knew this was going to be kind of a project of taking over and building this team back where it should be. And he believes they're ahead of schedule. Uh, he thinks he thought it would be a lot different if it was maybe year three under the regime of Rivera, where it's year one, it's a totally different kind of feel and vibe. Uh, so they're just kind of going to play loose and, and go for it. Uh, it seems like the three big notables on the injury report, uh, the quarterback, the running back and the wide receiver. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Um, Alex Smith and Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson all listed as questionable for Sunday. Obviously that's kind of like the big three, <laughs> uh, very three key offensive pieces. Um, I, I don't know. I, I will be surprised if Alex Smith does not start on Sunday. I have a feeling that Alex will be the starter. I think Antonio Gibson will be fine. Um, as Ron has said yesterday, uh, there's no concern there. They're just giving, giving him some rest and time to get off that toe. The one I am concerned about is Terry McLaurin. So when you find out he's in a walking boot, uh, that kind of signals like a high ankle sprain. And I talked to a lot of kind of former Washington players about the Dwayne Haskins situation. I was kind of getting their gauge on Terry McLaurin's injury. And they said, if he's in a walking boot, that, that's usually a three to four week injury. So uh, I think McLaurin's more of a concern for me than the other two. Uh, what that was going to be my next question is if you could only have one of them or if we ranked them in importance, who's the most important to have on Sunday? I mean, it, I'd love to know. I'd love to know if Alex is a hundred percent because I don't want him out there gimpy and not being able to move around and mobile and struggle on that calf. Um, so I'm worried about Alex, but you know, that veteran leadership, that kind of storybook ending of, the comeback story, and now maybe it's only fitting that he's the starter and leads this team to a division title to kind of put a nice bow on this 2020 season. Uh, I, I, I think I want that veteran presence compared to a Taylor, Taylor Heineke who hasn't really played too many big, big games like this in the NFL, if any. So I, I think the quarterback, uh, that calming presence, that game manager, I think that's most important. So I would say Alex Smith, granted, uh, he's healthy and can move around. Uh, Antonio Gibson, another week not doing a whole lot of work. I found it interesting, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, on these toe-type things, uh, Rivera has been very uh, limited in allowing these guys to play on turf inside. Uh, has he said anything about the, the turf versus natural grass and, and what it does to the body for these athletes? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just there's more there's more give when it comes to grass and, and there's more, you know, bounce to it in a sense where um, the turf is, you know, a little more dangerous and a little more taxing on the body. And he was upset uh, with the weather today. It was raining here in Washington that they had a practice on the turf. Uh, he doesn't think that's an ideal situation. He likes to kind of practice on the grass. It, like you said, it's better for the body. It's better for uh, various ailments, especially with knees and legs and feet. Um, so yeah, they, they had a uh, late workout today indoors. Antonio Gibson did not practice. Terry McLaurin did not practice. Uh, and I guess, I think that's smart because obviously they're dealing with injuries and on the turf, you can exasperate that a little bit. The team has been extremely slow out of the gate. I think they've got the, the poor opportunity. Opportunity is not the right word, I suppose, but they'd be the only team that doesn't score on a first drive, I think 
in history of the it's NFL, crazy. if I'm not mistaken. What is uh, Turner said about what it's been like with this offense in the first I mean, half? He really thinks it's kind of a freak thing. Like he, you know, he thinks they've had opportunities, um, and whether it be turnovers or missed field goals uh, to score on the first drive. Um, you know, he thinks it's also a mindset of of not getting in that trap of oh, you know, because this is becoming a trend, and he's worried that's maybe this is becoming a little bit mental. <laughs> in a sense for these players because they've been doing it all season long. Um, you know, obviously Scott, he kind of scripts, you know, that first drive and the first, you know, 10 plays. And uh, sometimes he thinks it's bad luck. Sometimes he thinks the players just aren't focused. Uh, and, you know, I think it's very important, Doug, they don't want to get behind here against Philly. They don't want another slow start. They don't want to get, you know, behind in halftime and, and losing in the first half because, more and more pressure. It's like a snowball effect, especially in a one game and you're in one game, you're out setting. Uh, you have to start fast. You have to, you know, play with the lead Washington. I think that's so important. You don't want to fall behind on Sunday. It's got to be one of the keys to the game, right? Is getting out early and not allowing Philadelphia to feel like they have any real chance for success in that game. Do you find it odd that the defensive coordinator for Philadelphia would give Washington bullet board material? Would they say this is a no hat game? Ah, no hat game. What do you think he means by that? Oh, he said, he said they, they don't plan on allowing Washington to put on fancy division championship hats. I think I think that's uh, I think that's Jim Schwartz right the uh, defensive coordinator yeah. for um for uh Philly that is interesting that's kind of fun uh, I didn't I didn't know that and you know Philly has nothing to play for but pride for love of the game for you know at the end of the day these guys are all competitors they want to win they don't want to lose uh, but it is interesting to see how many players, I don't know if you saw, about 10 minutes ago, Philly came out with their injury report for Sunday. And a lot of key starters for Philly are not going to be playing. And uh, that is very Fletcher Cox, Miles Sanders. Uh, some pretty big names will not be playing against Washington on Sunday. But you know what? You know, it gives these reserves and these second-tier players a chance to shine under the big spotlight and uh, hungry. Um, you know, there's no way Philly's just going to lay down especially these reserves, these second teamers that are going to get a shot to play on the big stage. Trust me, Doug, they're going to give it their all because they want to put on a good showing for their friends, their family. Uh, for a lot of these guys, you know, it's an opportunity. It's a, it's a chance for them to, to get, to get noticed. Scott, what's the hardest thing about interviewing players after a loss compared to after a win? I mean, I, I understand obviously the, uh, the easy answer, uh, but preparing yourself to talk to these guys after you know things aren't good. I've, I've always been curious how you guys navigate that. Yeah, I think, I think it's important to kind of put yourself in their shoes a little bit before you ask the question, kind of understand um, the mentality of you just went to battle, went to war for three and a half hours and, and you come up short and you lose. Uh so you're obviously those, those players obviously can be emotional and upset. So I think you just kind of have to walk that fine line of being firm and being tough, but also being understanding. You know what I mean, Doug? Um, yeah. But you can't, you still got to, you know, I get paid to do a job and the writers get paid to do a job. The players get paid to do their job. So 
at the end of the day, we all have to do our job. So it's not going to prevent me from asking a difficult question. Yeah, no, I thought that's interesting. Uh, another one, what um, have the coaches said or Ron said about the job those coaches have done? We are playing a lot of youngsters on this team and they are excelling in big roles. Have they said specifically what they feel like has allowed those kids to get going so early? I think it's just all part of the process. When when Ron took over, he knew it was going to be a young football team. Um, and, and, and the coaching staff has done a great job of grooming these guys and, and getting these guys ready to play on Sunday. You've seen you've seen kind of the the, the path of this team. Uh, slow, um, you know, went through their struggles, kind of hit rock bottom with their, you know, four or five game losing streak. And then it kind of just turned. It kind of switched. Uh, Cincy, Dallas. Pittsburgh, San Francisco, you could see these younger guys starting to believe and get that confidence. Look at a guy like Cameron Curl, seventh round pick, really came out of nowhere, Landon Collins injury. Who knows if we would have seen a, a Cameron Curl without that injury to Landon Collins. Uh, the guy has been a gem for this team. So there's, there's guys like that on the roster, all over the roster, that have really shined, and it's, it's been great to see. We have meaningful game left, so I want to ask you about it, but I am curious what they end up doing with Landon Collins. To your point, I don't, I don't know how you can not have Cameron Curl ready to start at the beginning of next year. Yeah, I mean, Landon's obviously a lot of money, big contract. Uh, you can argue he has not played up to his contract, um, but I, I would be surprised if they cut bait with Landon. Um, the one to look for is probably Alex Smith. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to have a big decision to make at quarterback in terms of who's going to be the next franchise quarterback, who's going to be the future young quarterback of this team. And, and obviously Alex costs a lot of money. He's getting older. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what, what, what happens there. Uh, Scott, as you know, we wrap up Fridays with a little over under uh, you will be the first one to play twice. Uh, I was, I was had, close. I think I only missed one the last time. You did. You were the first one, I think, to go all unders or, or all unders but one. Uh, you slightly edged out JP and Rhiannon Walker for getting well, what close. Game, what game year. was it? Was it the Dallas game? Forget. I think it was the first Dallas game. Okay. Because we, we were still just doing the audio at that point. Yep. Um, so here we go. Let's, uh, let's just put quarterback – um, so th this is this is important. So are we going with Alex Smith or, or or Taylor? Well, you told me you assume it'll be Alex Smith. So okay. we'll we'll keep by what you said and assume okay. that it's eleven. All right. Let's put him at uh, two fifteen. Hmm. I'm gonna go over. Ah, already. All right. Okay. I think you said 300 Let, last time. We the num the, there were some big numbers, but you recall that was after the game where uh, Smith got to roll in that very first game. He put up huge numbers. Yeah. All right. Let's put JD McKissick at nine receptions. Under. Let's put Antonio Gibson at 12 carries. They wish they had gotten him more carries last game, isn't that right? Yes. Yeah, the, the, the game script and the game flow kind of prevented that because they fell behind 
early again, so they had to throw much more. I'm going to go over 12 carries for Antonio Gibson. Mm, that's a, that's going to be important in this game, isn't it? Yes. Uh, let's put Logan Thomas at 75 yards receiving. Going to go under. Going to go under. Okay, let's put the sack number at four and a half. Sack number? Yep. For to total sacks? Yep. Under. Jalen Hurts is a mobile quarterback. Uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, this team has kind of struggled against mobile quarterbacks. In fact, I think they've lost every game this year to mobile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson. So that's, that's an interesting stat to look at because you look at true mobile quarterbacks, this defense has struggled. They have not beaten a, a mobile quarterback this year. So I think it's going to be tough to take down Jalen Hurts, sack Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they may put some pressures and hurries on him, but it's gonna, they're going to go under your mark of what, four and a half sacks. That's an interesting one. I, I hadn't thought about that, although I do feel good about the game on Sunday. That's an interesting nugget there. To one of the keys to the team's success when they're winning football games is turning the ball over. Let's put turnovers at two and a half. I'm going to go over. I think they okay. get three. Yeah, we need that. We need that. And then let's, let's wrap up with um, – Three field goals for the kicker. Uh, dang, I want to say push, but that's not that's not an option. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go under. I think I I think it might be three. I think it'll be a I, push, but I'm gonna go under. I, I think you're probably right. I should have put it at a half to let you get on that three. Yeah. But, uh, 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 Scott, when you rank uh, the sports, I see you got your uh, Caps hat on. Where, where do they sit for you? Washington football team or Caps? If you, if you had to rank the four sports in the yeah, district. Yeah, on the D.C. sports, the ones that I enjoy covering in person the most, I love yeah. hockey. There's nothing like – playoff hockey there's nothing like a big hockey game i love that setting i love that environment it's a quick game it's a fast game not a lot of timeouts hockey's my number one uh washington football is my number two three is nationals four is wizards and you're a uh, you're a bills fan by nature is that right are, are you yeah, from, from that uh, area from, out there originally yeah i'm from upstate new york so i'm from utica new york which is about okay uh, three hours from, from Buffalo. Um, so I grew up, my childhood was the Jim Kelly era, Thurman Thomas, right. Andre Reed, the four straight Super Bowls. So I'm very, very excited about this team. I have a good feeling. Yeah, I bet. I bet that, that quarterback is the real deal. Yes, he, he is. I'm very excited. Uh, how long have you been with ABC seven now? Uh, so it'll be year number. I got there in 2016. So it'll be, I'm entering year number five. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, Scott, what uh, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Uh, it's right now, it's been interesting. I don't know how big of a line movement you are, but um, it's been moving. When the, when the lines came out, uh, Philly was, excuse me, Washington was listed as a point and a half underdog. 
and now they're three point favorites. So it's very interesting how the line has moved considerably over the past few days. I'm going to go. Washington is going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be close. Give me Washington to win 23 to 17. And that line's been moving because Vegas believes like you do that Smith's going to play, right? That's, that's what I, that or because Philly is going to be resting a lot of starters, but again, that just kind of came to fruition today and the line was already moving. So I think the, the betting, the betters in Vegas believes Alex Smith will be starting uh, on Sunday against Philly. Prime time, baby. Big Scott, thank you for always being so gracious with your time. We'll catch up with you again down the road. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, bud. Thank you.